Hi, I'm Billy Shore. Welcome to Add Passion and Stir. It's our weekly conversation about food, about passion, and about making a difference in the world. Chef Asha Gomez. The children in this particular region in Peru, in Ayacucho, Peru, at the malnutrition rate there was among 80%. Sridhar Venkat, CEO of Akshaya Patra. The simplest thing we can give to a child is freedom from anxiety, freedom from fear, giving hope. You know, and for this, marks, grades, enrollment, these things are secondary. Uh, if, if you can make the child uh, confident uh, to face the world, I think that's the best thing you can give. We're in Washington, D.C. today with my sister, Debbie Shore. Deb, welcome back. So excited about today's show. Uh, And we've got two amazing guests. This is just really a conversation we've so been looking forward to. Uh, In our Atlanta studio, we've got Chef Asha Gomez, uh, who is the chef at and the owner of Cardamom Hill, uh, and also known for her amazing cookbook, My Two Souths. Asha, thanks for being with us. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Uh, and here right at our table, uh, somebody my sister had dinner with last night. I'm jealous that what I didn't because we were just talking about an incredible yeah, so feast. Um, but we've got Sridhar Venkat, who is the uh, CEO of Akshaya Patra. Uh, it's such an honor to have you here, Sridhar, because of the work you're doing is so aligned with Share Our Strength's work with our No Get Hungry campaign. It's work that we're supporting in just a small, small way in India, but the school feeding program there is really renowned all around the world, and you're running it, and you've brought so much innovation to it. Can't wait to learn more about it. First of all, thank you for having me here. My pleasure, and uh, I truly look forward to the session. We're glad you're here. Uh, Asha, I want to start with you. you you're uh, born in India, but moved to the U.S., and now in Atlanta and bringing Indian cooking and Indian influences to everything you do. Uh, How did that journey happen? So I lived in India till I was 13. I've called um, the American South home now for 20 years. Before that, I was in New York for a couple of years, my college years. Uh, So I would say what I put on a plate is kind of some total of my life experiences. Uh, These amazing Two places that I've been fortunate to call home happen to be on southern spheres, oceans and continents across. You know, I grew up in Kerala, the southern tip of India, and I've called Georgia home for a while now. So my food is a reflection of these two amazing places. So it's my mother's fried chicken with low country waffles and a spiced maple syrup or... I put cardamom and cornbread and talisherry pepper in my biscuits. So yes, <laughs> you, you must be the only one doing that in Atlanta, <laughs> right? You you have um, no competition with that mix of incredible cuisine. Yeah, and I also, you know, I don't like the word fusion when it comes to my food. I think it's, um, I think food is an evolution. It's constantly evolving, and I am just part of the immigrant experience uh, on the American table. Does Kerala have a very strong food culture, a very distinct food culture? Very different from most of India, yes. And it, really? Absolutely. it does have a very strong fact, food culture. I'm a half Kerala. My father is from Kerala. Ah. Oh, is that right? Yes. And the food is yes. awesome there. Food is awesome. It's, it's, yeah, it's one of the few regions where, you know, different types of meats are celebrated in its cuisine, like beef and pork. It has a lot to do with... The Portuguese influences that we had in that part of India as well is very reflective of the food that is cooked in southern India when it comes to certain regions of Kerala. I'm, I'm a pure vegetarian, and Kerala yeah. excels in vegetarian meal. Yes, Perfect. it does. They make awesome I mean, vegetarian food. Uh, oh, amazing Onam food they make. Onam just passed. 
Have you had the? Did you have Onam Sadhya this? Oh. Uh, Oh yes. Hold on. What are you saying? (laughs) Say that again, Asha. (laughs) So Onam is um, a Kerala festival that is celebrated by Hindu, Muslim, Christian. It doesn't matter what your religious affiliation is. Um, It's a harvest festival and it is a meal that is eaten on banana leaves. It's completely vegetarian. And it's almost 21 dishes, if not more, that end up on the banana leaf. And it's a sequenced meal. So So it's like the French laundry on a banana leaf. It is like the French laundry on a banana leaf, and everything your palate can experience, you usually experience. So when when Billy and Debbie and Asha come to India next, we should meet in Kerala. Oh, we have to. For a plankton leaf meal. That would be lovely. (laughs) How big is a banana leaf? Uh, it depends on how you cut it. So the banana leaves can be extensively long. They can be, you know, upwards of six feet if you, in some cases. But you cut it to the size that you need for the meal. Uh, one and a half feet is a so it's plate, like a plate. Yeah, yeah. It, serves feet, it yeah. is. It is. Yeah, one and it's and as sustainable feet. as you can get. Yes, I love that. Uh, and then you throw it away, right? That yes, yeah, you of do. Course. And it's so eco-friendly. I love it. It is. It's You're eating on a plant. You're eating on a plant. And, and, and the food tastes much better. Especially, yeah, because you, it, does it have a flavor, the leaf, so that you're actually yeah, getting some? Yeah, it has. So and, you actually yeah. run the leaf over um, um, open fire to release the essential oils mm-hmm. in it, which also makes the leaf very pliable and it doesn't break. Um, and it does release a certain flavor that you experience during and the And in India, Asha will know much better, they do this firewood cooking in some parts of the country. And yes. the taste is amazing. Firewood cooking... On plankton leaf, yeah, incredible. That sounds amazing. Asha, how did you get how, how did you get so smart about all this? Where did you start to cook? Was it your mom? Was it your grandma? So I'm not a classically trained chef. I uh, grew up in my mother's kitchen in Kerala, surrounded by women who um, enjoyed cooking, and so I was surrounded by it in my childhood, and it really just became a part of my everyday life. And I never thought I'd end up doing this for a living, but here I am cooking for a living and loving every minute of it. That's so, the story we hear a lot, right, Phil? Right. So, so Asha, right. you're getting paid for your passion. I am getting paid for my passion. And, you know, when work becomes, I, I honestly believe that to truly enjoy work, work should be love made visible. And so absolutely, I get to do it every absolutely. day. I completely agree. Completely I like agree. that. I like that. Uh, Shudar, how about you? You were in the uh, business uh, world, in the corporate sector, uh, initially before uh, Akshaya Patra? So I used, I'm a, basically an engineer with a management degree and uh, wanted to be a CEO by the age of 40, um, became one at the age of 37, but I didn't like the job so much. And that was the time I was- Where, where were you CEO? So I was the vice president for Webex, Webex. Uh, in India. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I got an offer to be CEO of a company and I didn't uh, go there and I didn't take it up. I went for a pre-employment visit. I was not very happy with it. So I was on a transition to another firm. There was a time the chairman of Akshay Patra, he's a monk, and he's from IIT Mumbai, which is one of the premier institutes in India. He called me to his office, and I was volunteering with them. And he said, Sridhar, why are you building empires for others? Uh, build for these children. So that was like a moment of calling for me. And I quit corporate life. And after about 20 years in corporate uh, this is my 14th year in Akshay Patra, and every day is so interesting, uh, so fulfilling. I you know I'm so glad that I, God gave me this opportunity. And you, and you said last night that you would never leave. Oh, yes. Why, yeah. why is that? So, I, you know, it so happened, uh, I met a boy, um, one of our first beneficiaries. 
So the vision of Akshay Patel is no child in India will be deprived of education because of hunger. So we started very small. So this boy came to my office, and he was a grown-up man at the time. And uh, I asked him, uh, Darshan, can you tell me about yourself? So he said he was son of a security guard, and a temporary security guard. Uh, father was earning just two or three dollars a day, six members at home, and this boy had got an envelope in his hand. So I asked him, "Tell me about your academic performance." So he said, "I used to barely pass uh, about forty percent marks, which is a pass mark in India." And I asked him, "How was your experience in the school?" So most of the day, this boy used to faint in class. So when Akshay Patra meal program came to the school where he was, the so school lunch, program. school lunch, yes, mm-hmm. his attention span went up. He was able to uh, eat well, study well, play well. 40 became 60 the very next year 60 became 80 and in 10th he scored 92% marks wow <laughs> and uh, we gave him a scholarship of 5000 rupees and he studied 11th and 12th with that and got 97% marks in physics chemistry and maths and went on to do btech in computer science got first class with distinction and uh, the 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 envelope which he had got was an offer letter from india's leading multinational firm with a salary 30 times more than his father and he said my father no more works and i'm taking care of my siblings so that was a truly transforming knowing story. that food could have that so impact on his can, success how food can influence and that was the time i also started thinking that you know i was taking food for granted because when i am hungry i get meal or either there is someone to cook food at home or someone can uh, get me food or i can buy food but there are millions of children across the world who miss on this benefit and without so food true. nothing else works <coughs> nothing you know though we say food clothing and shelter uh, you can be without a shelter you can you survive can, you can survive you can just manage with two pairs of clothes but you can't be without food So this story left an indelible mark uh, in my heart. One was Madhu Pandit Dasa telling me, "Why don't you build empires for others? Why are you building empire for others? Why not for these children?" That that was one. Second one, this this was a sealing one, which sealed my uh, life with Akshay Patra. Because so, you 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 immediately had the imagination that this could be the case for. Absolutely, hundreds and thousands, and maybe millions. Absolutely, yeah, Absolutely. that was the big. And Asha, aren't you the global yes. ambassador for <laughs> care? So you're also involved in this, uh, although you're a I restaurateur am. in the U.S. This has become a passion of yours as well. It's also very personal for me. Um, I adopted my son from India when he was um, about three years old, and when I held my son in my arms for the first time at three years of age, he was only sixteen pounds. Um, completely malnourished, distended belly, um, and I have seen firsthand what malnutrition can do to a child, and I've also seen firsthand what proper nutrition can do for a child because I have a thriving fourteen-year-old who is full of life and love today. So. For me, it's a very personal experience, and um, that was one of the main reasons why I was so passionate about joining the team at Care and learning about the programs that they have put in place. Um, 
most of their programs revolve around women's empowerment and girls' empowerment, which in turn leads to economic stability that eliminates hunger. <laughs> you know, there's so many different avenues in so which touching, you can Asha. approach hunger. So Thank touching. You. This is a classic case of how food and compassion can transform. Yes. So tell us a little bit more about what your role with CARE entails. So um, I do a lot of lobbying on behalf of CARE on Capitol Hill. So I end up usually walking in and out of congressional and Senate offices because I think um, we're at a time where chefs' voices are being heard and we have become important in the conversation that revolves around food. So I will travel to programs that CARE has in place. For example, I was in Peru with CARE looking at one of the programs that they had put in place, and it revolved around malnutrition. The children in this particular region in Peru, in Ayacucho, Peru, at the malnutrition rate there was among 80%. And, you know, if you saw the children, they looked rather healthy because their main, pro- main source of food there is potatoes. So, uh, but they were completely malnourished and it was lack of a protein source. And so a program is put into place where women are given $100 microloans, where they buy kui, guinea pigs, and they raise guinea pigs as a source of protein for their families. But it also ended up becoming a viable business model for these women because outside of just being a protein source for their families, it became businesses that were actually sustaining livelihoods there. Uh, within a span of four years of these microloans being given to women, the malnutrition rate in that region fell from 80% to 25%, with one source of protein being introduced into the diet for children. So I go and see these programs, and then I come back, and I walk into D.C. offices, and I talk about the impact that these programs have so that when there is a bill on the table, whether it's a farm bill being renewed, you know, when we talk about or we a- when we have certain asks, then we tell them these personal stories. And that's been my role with CARE. And as you say, chefs really do have a, a voice now. People listen to them and they for share a strength, certainly have made an incredible difference. I know that's true for CARE and other organizations as well. Shudar, as we're talking about malnutrition, as we're talking about the essential nature of food, as you said, it's the one thing that you can't go without. Give us a sense of, for Akshaya Patra, the scale of the program, what it actually does, how many kids it reaches, that type of thing. So Akshaya Patra, as I mentioned earlier, the vision is no child in India will be deprived of education because of hunger. We started very small in Bangalore uh, with 1,500 children and five schools. And today we feed 1.76 million children every day. It's just amazing. Uh, every day in over 15,300 schools across the country. It is the world's largest school meal program by a not-for-profit. So we took about, we started in the year 2000. And it's not government? Uh, so we are a public-private partnership. Okay. okay. We are a public-private partnership. And 50% of our running expenditure comes from the government. Okay. And 50% comes from what we raise from philanthropy, foundations, uh, individuals, high net worth individuals, et cetera. And, and Shridhar, when you say it's uh, uh, you know, national yeah. in India, are there, are there regions? Are you literally in every state so, or are there places that so you we are, not? So we are in 12 states of India. Uh, India has got about 110 million children who go to the government schooling system. And uh, children who come from the lower socioeconomic strata, many of them come to the, go to the government schools. And um, out of this 110 million children, 
all the children are fed by the government so india runs the world's largest school meal program bigger than china and we're not, we're not an age group uh, is under is over 5 is that right yeah so these are from first grade to eighth grade first to, so okay. you can you can take from 6 to uh, 13 14 that is the mo- most of the children are in this some of some places they do 9th <coughs> and 10th as well so we have used basically technology to uh, reach out to so many children and uh, innovation of course I was going to ask you how do you feed that many kids when you say yes. you use technology yes. how are you actually so let, using let me it? give you a, so last year we did about 350 million meals and it took us about 12 years to reach the first billion meal cumulative meals second year uh, from from there the second billion took 4 years and from there the third billion took 2 and a half years so what we basically do billy is uh, we set up centralized kitchen infrastructure Uh, so in a 30 mile radius the meal goes to schools in that radius so it's almost in, like a commissary from which the yes, food is going out yes yes and we we don't use any processed food in akshaypatra everything is scratch cooking locally sourced vegetables uh, pulses so typically a kitchen which is which feeds about 100000 children uh, deals with about 7 tons of grains 5 tons of pulses 5 tons of dairy uh, every day I mean the the scratch cooking it's has to be the most right Asha that's in addition to, me, to the numbers I, I am so um I'm just so blown away and uh, and and I've seen a documentary on what Akshay Patra does and I've been so amazed by the work it's just it's a thing of beauty I don't know it should be replicated in every country across the Thank world Thank you Asha just, Asha you you'll be glad to know since you're a celebrated chef Our uh, menu changes every day, and that's after thirty days, that's just not possible. After thirty days, we repeat the menu. Uh, so and, and, not and, only and are the kids des- getting, yeah, yeah, they're getting tasty food, which is also so important, right? It's not just it, it. It changes someone's mood when they're eating delicious food. So you know, you know, Asha, we did a survey uh, some years back, and we found that eighty yeah. percent of children come to school. because it's a good meal. It's amazing. And 9 out of it's 10 teachers amazing. endorse this. Who's who's cooking the food? So we have Akshay Patra has got 7300 employees across the country in 48 facilities and uh, we have uh, we don't have many chefs. I wish we had people like Asha helping us in a big manner. I'm sure after the visit to India I was going to say things will cha- change. Y- you might get her after <laughs> she visits. Too. We, we need a, we need a master chef like Asha to help us. Okay, so there are chefs in locations who 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 guide, but we have templatized it so much that anyone can come and cook the meal. We have kept it very simple. So simplicity is another important aspect of Akshay Patra. One is focus. All the seven thousand three hundred employees do only one job, which is cooking a hot, nutritious meal, safe meal. Second is simplicity. We have kept things very simple, and third, of course, is innovation. So, um, Shridhar, um, what does a typical meal? Um, comprise of it, so it's rice, it's some kind so, of dal. Yeah, so rice, dal, uh, sabji. Okay. What okay. what are these things? Sabji, sabji is a vegetable. Uh, okay. okay. By, with, by the way, with some gravy. Guess I what? Don't Billy? Even start. Oh no, I ha- I must. <laughs> Guess what? My brother cannot eat. Asha, you won't believe this. You yeah. ready? He can't what? put this in his yeah. mouth. Rice. Oh. Ah. 
So for that, uh, Billy, Billy, never had rice. <laughs> so I'll tell you something. Are you allergic to it, Billy? Uh, you know, well, you're... mentally allergic, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Doesn't so, like the texture. Yeah, okay. I don't know what I don't like about it. So, Someday I'm going to try it. Maybe I just haven't tried Billy, the right Billy, rice. Billy, when you come to our kitchen, you will see we cook seven tons of grains in a day in just six hours. In one day. And That's we have amazing. boilers to cook uh, rice. So we have a steam generating boiler which has which generates about two ton of steam per hour and uh, it, it cooks rice. So when we went to North, North Indian children don't eat rice. So there are many billies there. Thank you. <laughs> That's where I want to go. So, so, so we innovated a flatbread making machine. Okay, oh, now so you're they talking. Do, you do rotis. Okay, the rotis. Rotis, okay? yeah. So which can make 40,000 flatbreads per hour. I think it's just I forty thousand an hour. Forty thousand an hour. And, food. Uh, and it is these are very tasty flatbreads. So in fact, we I, had it last night, didn't we? Oh yeah, something like that. So that was homemade. Yeah, something. So, I mean, so Shridhar, I'm so sorry. I know we got interrupted. So rice, dal, sabji. Is uh, that yes? Like rice, dal, three sabji. components to the meal. Yes, vegetables, of course, and sambar. And so what we do, uh, Asha, every, yeah. all these forty-eight locations, we cater to the local palate. Ah, so the menus change in different Every, regions. So, okay. so for example, in Gujarat, we give uh, a dessert called sukhdi. I don't know whether you know. You must be yes. knowing about sukhdi. Yeah. Right? Which is made of jaggery and wheat flour. and. Uh, so there's a sweet component to the meal as well. So twice a week, we give sweets to children. Most of the locations, we don't tell them which part of the week we are going to give them sweets. So because look, <laughs> Because looking at the sweet, the child comes to school. It's great. Uh, it's great. It's great. Now, is w- or one of those um, ingredients meat? Is there no, 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 so, meat. no. So, so, so we are a vegetarian. It's all, it's all vegetarian. It's vegetarian. Yeah, okay. vegetarian. Yeah. You said that. Yeah. Okay. So that's one of the ethos in Akshay Patra. We do only vegetarian yeah. meal. Yeah. But so, I guess when you're doing sambar and all those lanterns, they're getting all the protein source that they need. So, so, so they it takes care of uh, the recommended daily allowance for the child for that meal, Asha, and uh, it is unlimited food. Till the child says oh, enough, so they can, they wow. can take they can so take it home. So they can <laughs> eat as much as they want. Not only they can eat as much as they want, they also bring their tiny tot siblings uh, to the school. Even if they're not in school? Even oh. if they're they not in school. Them. Yeah, they can bring them and they also wow. have the meal. And looking at the, uh, the elder one eating and seeing that they're going to school, they also join the school after some time. We're going to learn a lot when we go to India. From I've please, never been more right? excited about being part of something. Thank you for including me. This is just this is amazing. Really exciting. And when you talk about the technology innovations, are you talking about things like uh, a, a machine that can make 40,000 rotis? Yeah. So, 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 so Billy, uh, India is the land of 1.3 billion people, right? There are about uh, 250 million children. And there are about 500 million people below the age of 30. So if you have to solve a problem, you have to solve the problem with scale. And for this, you need technology. And technology which is frugal. Because uh, uh, so in, in Akshay Patra, for every $100 a donor gives, 92% goes to the program. 8% is my overhead. Even with all these employees. 92% so 92% goes to is the my, program? So 92% That's is... That's unheard of in NGOs. Yeah. The overheads, when I say, this is the, these are the central office overheads, uh, the head office overheads. So this excludes cooks and people who actually make the meal. 
the, the, the rentals, all these things are excluded. The program, what is required to make the meal, that Got is it. 92%, directly which goes to the meal. So, so, Asha, you're involved with a lot of organizations, and we are too, but that is a, a, a remarkable. That's a high, right. remarkable, but, remarkable But, you know, I, I am very, very inspired by what Share Our Strength and No Kids Hungry do. And I'm, I'm here. I was very excited to meet Debbie last evening. And I really look forward to a long-term you know, uh, partnership with uh, No Kids Hungry because a lot to learn from all of you. And, because, and same. Lots, Lots to learn from you. So too. much to learn from yeah. you yeah. and what you're doing. Yeah. It's just. You, uh, I was wondering, and we talked a little bit last night about this. Um, if you are, how you're thinking about adding an advocacy arm to your work that would really start to affect policy and and yeah. So Akshay Padra is part of the National Steering Committee of the federal government of the, of the union government. Our next goal is to reach five million children by 2025, uh, and I'm building an advocacy arm in Akshay Patra, which will actually bring in awareness for eating healthy, nutritious meal, okay, uh, from hygiene perspective, nutrition perspective. So we want to partner with organizations like No Kids Hungry, Share Our Strength, Asha Gomez, because if these three organizations come together, we can create an impact faster. So uh, advocacy is definitely going to help. So we are uh, we are working with uh, the government to you know include things so that they they take our advice on this front. We are also talking to a lot of agencies, uh, organizations across the world to uh, help them solve the problem in their uh, location. Just just to give you an example, when the Nepal tragedy happened, uh, the earthquake happened in Nepal. Akshay yes. Patra was put pressed to service. Uh, we were requested by the prime minister's office to you know help them. So we set up a kitchen in five flat days in Nepal where this earthquake happened. So you, you're, you're able to respond wow. to emergencies yes. and crises. And, and we served, That's Debbie, incredible. 1.49 million meals in three months. Wow. So we really want to help other countries. And somebody asked me, there is so much of technology in uh, Akshay Patra. Why don't you patent them? So I told them I don't want to capitalize on hunger. Uh, so more people copy, more people copy what we do. And I'll be the happiest person on earth. Mm -hmm. So the faster will solve the problem. Mm -hmm. uh, Asha, as we're talking about scale, uh, I'm thinking about your experience uh, adopting your son and the condition he was in when uh, you adopted him. Uh, and it, it must also uh, be somewhat haunting, but also motivating uh, to think that there's so many other kids still there that you know maybe uh, we're not in a position to be adopted, but are still struggling. What is it? One in every eight humans in our world is um, is food uh, insecure. And it's it's a statistic that none of us should be comfortable with. It's not just me. None of us should be comfortable with that statistic. It's not okay. And we should all be working toward changing that statistic. And I honestly do believe what Akshay Patra is doing and what um, Shara Strength is doing with the No Kid Hungry program, that we could eliminate hunger in our lifetime, right? I, I came from different events of Akshay Patra. So your namesake, her name is Asha Rangappa. She spoke. Yes. She's a former FBI okay. agent. And okay. uh, you know her? And, no, uh, I do And she's she also the dean at the Yale uh, Law School. The commentator? Yeah, Asha, yeah. Asha, Go, Asha Rangappa. Yeah, she, she's on yes. CNN all the so time. She, I, yeah, 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 yes. I see yeah. her all the time. So she, she's made a very important point. She said, uh, if you are making children food insecure or if children are food insecure, you, this is a national security issue. You, you are impacting national security. Well, you know, in the U.S., the school lunch and the school breakfast program were set up 
after World War II when admirals and generals came to Congress yeah. and testified that our yeah. troops were not strong enough by the yeah. end of the war. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it, was that's very, what told me. it was very directly yeah, tied to national security. Yeah. So uh, tell us, Shridhar, how many kids are you not reaching yet? So uh, uh, you're feeding 1.7 million kids. How many, if you were as big as the problem is, how many kids would you be serving? So, so we are currently serving 1.3% of India's government school-going children population. The government school kids, yeah. 1.3%. So, I, I, so I, stand cur- yeah, I just want to make a point here. All these 110 million children are fed by the government. Okay. We are an implementer of the government's program. Okay. What we bring to the table is efficiency, good governance, quality, hygiene. And we work closely with the government and also help the government to strengthen their program. So the other 98 million kids yeah. are, getting are actually fed, getting fed, but not with the same kind of quality or efficiency that Akshaya Patra yeah. brings so to it. So the 98 million kids are being fed from school-based kitchens. And ours is a centralized kitchen infrastructure. And if you step back from the scale of it and you zero in on a child, uh, any experiences you've had with, with kids in schools where you've seen how Akshaya Patra has changed their life? So just two weeks back, uh, I had a boy uh, along with his father had come to my office. They came to give me uh, sweets because this kid <laughs> who's a 10-year beneficiary of Akshay Patra has cleared the uh, chartered accountancy examination, which is CPA here, I think, uh, uh, in, in the first attempt. And there's the intermediate exam. And he said the final exam, he will be in the top 50 in the country. He's so confident. He's saying, next year, sir, I'll come and give you sweets, and I'll be in the top 50. <laughs> okay? That's and, so beautiful. And father is an electrician. And father, is, is can't, father is what? Father is uh, an electrician, electrician in a small, uh-huh. so he father is earning about maybe three, four dollars a day. Mm-hmm. And the son is lanky, six-footer, very confident, speaks good English, and he says, me will change my life. Yeah. And he's so confident, because see, at the end of the day, when you, you know, you will know in No Kids Hungry or Asha will know, uh, you are giving wings to the dreams. Yeah, we, You know, we, we get asked this question a lot, and Asha, you've been traveling around with CARE and, and Sridhar through your work. How do you think about this question of, we know that when kids eat, they do better in school, they're sick less often, they're, you know, getting what they need to be successful in life. So why isn't, why isn't this work easier? And why, why is it that we can't reach all these kids? First of all, it's a very interesting question. Uh, my take on this, Debbie, is I think the world needs more compassion. That's number one. Yeah. Number two me, is if, yeah. if, the, if the rich people in the world, they look at the world in a compassionate manner, I feel you can solve this problem in one year. Yeah. Yeah. Asha, what were you going to say? Uh, I was just going to say, you know, food is such an equalizer, right? Um, <clears throat> and also... Um, when you do this kind of work, you sometimes have to have tunnel vision. You have to know that you're planting trees that you may not necessarily be able to sit under the shade of, but future generations will reap the rewards of it. And so I think it's important to have that perspective as well. Otherwise, it gets a little disheartening sometimes. I know what book we're sending you when we go back to the office. Billy wrote a book called The Cathedral Within, and I mean, Billy, why don't yeah, you Yeah, well, I mean, the idea of it is uh, really what you were and, just and, and you, saying. One needs to look at a long-term view, Debbie, uh, you know, because impact cannot be created in six months, one year. You need to look at 15, 20, 20 30, 30 years. That, yeah. you know, that's when you, as Asha rightly mentioned, 
well, you may yeah. not get the shade of the I mean, tree. The point of the cathedral then is, you know, the great cathedrals all took 400, 500, 600 years to build. Yes, so yes. everybody who worked on them knew that they wouldn't see their work finished. Yeah. And that did not yeah. uh, take away from their dedication or yeah. commitment Passion it actually yeah it actually enhanced it because they and were part of something absolutely larger than and but, so well said actually but Sridhar you 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 know yes compassion I understand is an important ingredient but you would think as we were talking about um, when the school lunch program started in the United States it was wasn't started it wasn't about compassion right it was about we need a stronger military and we need a stronger we need kids to be better educated and we need kids to be able to, you know, go into the workforce and have a strong pipeline. We need both, right? We need, you know, you're doing things for kids for reasons because it's the right thing to do, but it's also the smart thing to do. No, why I, why I mentioned the word compassion? See, getting the kids into military or making them strong is an outcome or an output, right, of the child getting a good meal, but at the very fundamental level, how can we have our children go hungry? Oh, you yeah. Know, the most food insecure people in the world happen to be in more ravaged yeah. regions yes. of our world. Yeah. So. Yeah. so unless at the first place compassion is there, uh, I think uh, we won't be able to solve this. Well, if compassion is there, you'll solve this. Let's take the case of no kids hungry or share our strength. In fact, I want to tell both Billy and Debbie such a nice name you have given, share our strength, because when you share your strength, it grows. Yes. And all power to both of you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, well, you beautiful. know, one of the things that I always say to people, Sridhar, is what, you know, we often get asked in the schools where we work, are uh, test scores going up? Is attendance improved? Are the kids, you know, likely to, to be more successful? And all of those things are true. But I always say, if they weren't true, what would you do? Stop feeding them? Right, because at, exactly. at the end of the day, they're kids, <laughs> and you feed them whether you get these results or not. I think for the reason, the kind of, kind of the compassion reason that you're talking about, and, um, and the simplest thing we can give the child is freedom from anxiety, freedom from fear, giving hope. You know, and for this, marks, grades, enrollment, these things are secondary. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, if if you can make the child uh, confident, okay. right, uh, to face the world, I think that's the best thing you can give. The child doesn't have to think about where my breakfast will come or where my lunch will come. All other things are secondary, whether they get in the military or whether they go, their enrollment goes up, their attendance is good or grades are good. If, if they become stronger in the thinking and bold to face the world, you had it. All right, well, then here's the harder question. How do, you, how do you make people more compassionate then? People are innately good. People want to do good because doing good makes you feel good. I think a lot of times people don't know or have the resources that are necessary to be able to do the good. So conversations like this are necessary because it brings awareness and it allows people to dig a little deeper into themselves. So I really think that at the end of the day, it's about awareness and conversation and letting people know what the need is and where they can help. Because... I think generally people want to do good. I, I think that's right. There, you know, the, the Financial Times had a profile of a, a British economist um, a couple weeks ago. I think his name was Thayer, and he won the Nobel Prize. And his uh, basically the theory of all of his economics is: if you want people to do something, make it easy, <laughs> right? Yes. Keep because, it simple. Keep because it simple. Because I think people, people have yes. the, the you know the good intentions that you're talking about, Asha, but they also have got a lot of other demands on them. It's complicated, exactly. right? You've short uh, attention spans. You've got to make. You know, it Billy, I just easy. want to add one more point to what Asha mentioned. 
I think it's also the question of what is your priority in life? Are you in the business of making others happy? Do you want to spread happiness in this world? Because you know, I as a young boy, I learned something very interesting. It is said that happiness moves in circles. So when I make Debbie happy, Debbie makes Billy happy, Billy makes Asha happy, Asha makes me happy. I come in the circle of happiness. But but you're saying this because people give you sweets when you help. Them. <laughs> 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 uh, Asha, I'm curious. As one of the the consequences of um, what you're doing in the platform you have, does it also help get people more interested in India? Um, so this is one of the main reasons why I'm really excited about working with Share Our Strength is. Um, it's been a little difficult for me to align myself here because we have so many issues here locally and um in Atlanta you're talking about or no, in the US just in in the US, in the US. Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that um tends to be that chefs really do focus on local issues issues revolving around their community and i, I and i'm a strong firm believer that most global solutions are local so i get it um <clears throat> That's why I love that um, Share Our Strength is extending this program to an international platform because I don't think we've had lately, of late in the food world here in the U.S., enough conversation about international um, food insecurity and the assistance that's needed abroad outside of the U.S. Can I add a point, Billy? Uh, you know, first of all, it's a great strategy on part of uh, No Kids Hungry and Share Our Strength to go international. let me compliment you and congratulate you because the, because the very reason for which you have started this organization will have solid impact if you go international uh if, and and thank you for choosing india as one of your beneficiary and thank you for choosing akshay patra though the country india is doing very well in the last 10 years we grow up about 7% gdp year over year rich are, rich are getting richer okay and uh, there's a huge middle class population but still if you look at 10 years back 40% of world's malnourished children world's malnourished children were not in africa they were in india in india 40% and today with the help of the government's intervention and civil society it has come down to 30% but still 30% is a huge number that means one in three uh, in the world uh, is in india Uh, so i think it calls for a collaborative effort because it's not a question of children in india or in us or any other place children are children it's just but, children are children but, but yes. at the end of the day you need to do where it is required so, you know one of one of the reasons um asha that we invited you to india and mary sue milliken who's a chef from los angeles who's been on our board and very active for many years uh is because we want to both learn but we also want to um you know be inspired and inspire around the work that chefs have done to make no kid hungry such a successful program and so chefs have done you know not only advocacy but they've been involved in a lot of fundraising platforms that have raised you know 100 million dollars for share our strength and if we can help do that in india if we can i would love to see that happen because there. because that i think that would be amazing i have already laid a red carpet for all of you <laughs> well, <laughs> we we're you know we're on a learning tour yes. right when we go and i i you know sometimes i think oh you know our programs many of them can be replicated but maybe the big replication is not any of our specific programs but just the idea that chefs in india 
and those Advocacy. in the colony, yes. and they, they can pick their own platform. But just understanding the power of what the chef culinary, because the chefs aren't just the chefs. There's a whole community of business built yeah. around chefs, as you know. Yeah, absolutely. And they're involved with Share Our Strength, right? The William Sonomas, the Food Networks of the world, yes. the Grub Hubs of the world. <clears throat> that, that, that connection to the restaurant community is in some form what we hope to inspire when we go. So, so one, and yeah. that well, happening in India, Sridhar, would be just that's it would the be big. transforming for your organization. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. So one, one thing I should explain here as we talk about Share Our Strength going international, because it might leave some of our uh, listeners and, and supporters scratching their heads a little bit. This is relatively new for us, but it's also relatively old. When we started Share Our Strength back in 1984, it was around the time of the Ethiopian famine. And so our work was in Ethiopia and Africa, and we had thought of ourselves as an organization uh, working on an international level. Uh, but in the mid-1980s and the late 1980s, there were a lot of issues here in the United States, and we got uh, there, there was the middle of uh, the President Ronald Reagan's administration. There had been a lot of budget cuts, big increase in homelessness. And so we got very focused on problems, you know, kind of in our own backyard in the U.S. And so for the last 25 years, I'd say, and the No Kid Hungry campaign in particular has been laser focused on childhood hunger, you know, in the United States. But as a, as a consequence of what we've learned, as a consequence of, I think, my sister's, Debbie's leadership and her passion for wanting to kind of return to our uh, roots in addition to what we're doing, we've decided that we would also try to look for organizations that were aligned with ours, particularly, you know, starting with school meals. And Akshaya Patra stood out as the shining example. So we're just over the last couple of years kind of got our toe in the water back towards international. It's something we're committed to building. And as Debbie was saying, as we start to think about the lessons that we've learned in terms of the incredible platform that chefs have, the lessons we've learned about the incredible impact that a meal has on a child's ability to learn. Um, we hope to expand. It's still only a small part of what we do, and it hasn't been visible to a lot of our supporters, but we hope that it will continue to grow. Um, Sridhar, uh, how can people um, support Akshaya Patra? What's the best way to learn more about it? You've got a website, I know. Uh, but how can people get involved if they want to extend um, your great work? Yes. So the best way people can support is a couple of things which I want to share. One is if more and more people come to know about Akshay Patra, so one is by spreading awareness. Okay. That's one. Uh, second is uh, they can uh, sign up for feeding children for a school year. Okay. It just costs $20. On your website? Yeah. On, which on, is? Yeah www.foodforeducation.org okay and uh, in india it's called www.akshayapatra.org and uh, then others like someone can give us a bus of hope the vehicles which carry food someone can sponsor a school or uh, you were or saying earlier twenty dollars uh, you can make use tw you can use twenty dollars to feed a child for a year yes for all the school schooling days one whole year Twenty dollars, one child. Incredible. Yeah. Um, it is incredible. <laughs> thank you both so much for being with us, Chef Asha Gomez. Um, I'm glad you're going to be on this trip to India. I'm glad you're going to be helping share our strength. We're so grateful for your support. Thank you, um, thank you, Billy. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you, Sridhar. I leave all of you inspired uh, by the work that you do, and it inspires me too. Well, to move forward in this um, in the strength we, that all of you have given me in this conversation. 
thank you. We feel the same way. And Sridhar Venkat, uh, incredible accomplishment. Um, thank goodness you had those moments where you decided that I'm going to devote my life to building for these kids because uh, you've done that. And uh, it's, it's really something that's set a model for the entire world. Thank you, Billy. Thank you, Debbie. Thanks, Asha. I'm feeling more stronger because you're sharing your strength with me. Well, we're, we're taking you back to uh, our office so you can talk to our staff. And Asha, I wish you were with us. But when you come back from India, we're going to invite you to do the same. So have a great trip. I'm sure I'll talk to you a bunch before you go. So thank you both for being with us. I'm Billy Shore. You've been listening to Add Passion and Stir. You can find us on Apple Podcasts or our website, adpassionandstir.com. Thanks to our producer, Paul Whittle. Woody at District Productive here in Washington, D.C., a great place to do podcasts. And thanks to the staff of Share Our Strength, Kelly Griffin, and our whole team that makes this possible. Uh, For my sister, Debbie Shore, and myself, uh, thanks for listening. Add Passion and Stir is distributed by District Productive. Our executive producer is Peter Ogburn. Add Passion and Stir is the creation of Billy Shore, Debbie Shore, and Paul Woody Woodhull. 